This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. The last time we had baritone Chris Gonzalez on Maestro was for the concert for the way ahead of the Ateneo de Manila College Glee Club. There, he was one of the soloists in the Bach cantata Christ Lagin Todesbanden, BWV4. Baroque music remains an important part of Gonzalez's repertoire, as, he says, it has for years. It is an interest founded not only on music, but also on history. On this program, however, we speak with Gonzalez about a celebration that looks to the future as much as it does to the past. That is, the first international youth opera festival and competition in Singapore, where he finished second runner-up. The event was mounted by New Opera Singapore, which works to innovate opera and bring it into our time. Besides his experiences joining the event, Gonzalez also shares what it has taught him about historical music, innovation, and posterity. We also hear his story as a singer after this excerpt from the ACGC's For the Way Ahead. Here is He is das Rechte Ostelam from Johann Sebastian Bach's Christ Lagin Todesbanden, featuring the ACGC, the Manila Baroque Ensemble and organist Armando Salarza, and baritone Chris Gonzalez taking the solo. Oh, 
currently 21 years old. I currently study in Ateneo de Manila University, and I'm also part of the Ateneo de Manila College Glee Club. But outside the university, I'm also very much active when it comes to choral singing. Um, I'm also part of my parish choir, the Prex Choir at St. James the Great Parish in Alabama. How did you get into classical singing? It was actually quite a funny story because back when I was around five years old, I was in New York with my family. And it was our first time watching Phantom of the Opera. And interestingly, when he got back to the hotel, while my mom was helping me in the shower, I suddenly copied Christine Daae out of nowhere. And to my parents' astonishment, they were just like, where in the world did you get that? And my response was, I don't know. I just copied her out of thin air. From that moment on, when we had been back to Manila, that's where my formal training began. And one of my very first teachers was actually my neighbor. She is a contemporary of the now national artist, Fides Cuyugan Asencio. Her name is Tessia Gana Santos. And she was the one who introduced me to the beautiful world of classical music and classical singing. She was my foundation into the work that I do now. From Christine Daye, you are now a baritone, which is... Yeah, quite a, quite a step away from Christine Dye. <laughs> yeah, because for majority of the time, I was a boy soprano. And I started performing at big stages already at around seven years old. And through the 16 years of me singing, I performed already for uh, Julio Iglesias, Engelbert Humperdinck, Air Supply, uh, Jerful Flores, uh, the Middle Symphony, and Diomedes Saraza, to name a few. My parents are also part of the church choir, but they mm. do not necessarily perform. I was the only one in, in my immediate family that actually loves to perform. Do tell us about your repertoire. What do you usually perform? Or, uh, since you are still a student, is there a certain period or composer that you prefer? Well, primarily when I perform, I really have a high degree of appreciation for Baroque music. And halata naman from the repertoire that I performed in Singapore. And even if when I'm just by myself, I usually listen to Baroque music a lot, especially Handel and Bach. Aside from that, I love listening to choral works as well when I'm at home. Of course, I do still listen to contemporary music. But when I'm usually like studying, it's really having to listen to choral music, Baroque music or opera. What is it about Baroque music that draws you? Aside from the ornamentation, I think it's 
it's totally other from the other periods and given how the baroque period has been like a propaganda period as well for the catholic church it it drew my interest towards that and i've just been so obsessed with baroque art as well ever since i was a kid so that carried over as well to the music and being able to listen to the instruments as well from that time it's more interesting to me and being able to perform baroque music it's more enjoyable because for me i think it's more physically demanding as well but well, that's true there's a lot of baroque music from roman catholic composers but uh it is also i think equally shared by protestant composers like bach and handel yes. and telemann right i think it it was more on the visual arts because they tried to exaggerate a lot of the divine elements into really bringing people post reformation i think so but in terms of the music what really interested me about it is really the ornamentation and how physically demanding it can be especially when i'm doing already the coloraturas in in those arias that i i have to agree with the visual representation of roman catholic faith in baroque art what are some of the things you've been doing up to singapore of course there is acgc the the way ahead Leading up to Singapore, first I joined Namsha for the senior division. I reached until the semifinals, and then after that, my mentor Christopher Arceo, who is the resident conductor of the ACGC, suddenly received a message about the competition from New Opera Singapore, and they sent it to me and to my companion from the ACGC, Carmina Atienza, who is one of our sopranos, and just encouraged us to join because. He really believed in our capabilities as singers. He's always shocked as to what Carmina and I can do at the age of 21. And he just thought that we were ready to be in the international scene. I think the training started around February this year and the submissions were around March to April. Right. So tell us about the International Youth Opera Festival in Singapore. The International Youth Opera Festival it is actually the very first of its kind in Singapore because the rationale behind it was that there wasn't that many festivals or competitions that celebrate classical music for the youth and New Opera Singapore is a relatively new company that advocates for bringing opera in a new light and it seeks to innovate with modern opera productions and introduces opera works in today's generation. So one of their primary projects was having to perform opera but not necessarily in its full length, but to give the audience a grasp as to how the plot works and they try to innovate their productions into giving new elements as well, perhaps new costume designs or new ways of presenting works such as a recent production that involves marionette puppets. Now this opera festival is the very first of its kind and that's one of their first attempts to kind of broaden their horizons into the international scene. Tell us about your experiences joining this festival. It was really a dream come true because initially the setup of the competition was purely virtual and when they already announced that we got in for the finals for the prize presentation they cordially invited us to come to singapore in person and to be able to perform as well for the opening concert of the festival so i performed twice first at the opening concert and then during the competition itself and it was really amazing to be able to meet people my age 
who have the same degree of passion, that kind of synergy for classical music. It's not something I encounter every day here in the Philippines. And it's such a relief to be able to meet like more than 10 people having that same passion. And everyone is just so nerdy about classical music. And it's just so satisfying that we get to talk about these things. And, you know, being able to share different interpretations of vocal production and being able to learn from each and every one. A lot of the singers, uh, majority of them are Singaporean, but have Malay and Indonesian roots. So I think one interesting innovation was having to perform Papagena Papagena. But their costume design was Malay and Indonesian. So they had to really contextualize it in the Southeast Asian context. And it was really interesting to see it in that way. For the opening, I decided to perform Rayvon Williams' The Roadside Fire and Maurice Ravel's Chanson de Bois. It's just really having to kind of show to the audience that this is the type of things that I love performing and having to really show this stark contrast from the Von Williams to the Ravel. And then in the competition, I decided to perform Handel's See the Raging Flames Arise from Joshua and Hugo Wolf's Height. It's also about being able to show that contrast from that stark energy from the handle and that commanding power of the portrayal in that aria. And then having to go to Hugo Wolf's Height, having to really deal with those kinds of emotions, being able to really embody that emotion that is very much hard to keep in. And then suddenly that emotion starts to gradually explode towards the end. Tell us a, a little bit more about uh, The Raging Flames Arise from Joshua. It's a very commanding piece because it is already talking about the fall of Jericho and when fire is able to consume everything. I think the audience should really pay attention to the recitative because that is where that emotion starts to build up. And then that emotion explodes when the sets of coloraturas come in. And it's a great opportunity for the singer to be in such a commanding position towards the audience to make them so hyper alert of this is what's happening already. This is what is happening to Jericho. You are doomed if you're going to commit the same mistakes. So I think that's what the audience should watch for. It was a dream come true coming to Singapore and uh, performing with all those people. But was there anything new that you learned? Anything new that you brought home with you? I think it's about realizing that shared responsibility for us in the youth, about having to advocate for classical music in the modern age. Of course, a lot of my peers do not necessarily have that appreciation, and it kind of becomes my life mission to kind of show to, to my friends, to my peers, to people my age, that this is something that shouldn't be looked over. This is something that's very foundational to everything that we do musically. And there are a lot of lessons that you can get from primarily watching someone perform classical music, being able to encounter a complex set of emotions that perhaps maybe other genres aren't necessarily able to fit in. When I got to talk about that with the other singers, we all realize that shared responsibility because that becomes the vision and mission of New Opera Singapore, of bringing opera to the modern age being able to innovate when it comes to the productions. And 
yeah, I think it's really establishing that message that Opera will continue to innovate itself. It will continue to be relevant. It will always continue to set out messages that people can use for the betterment of their lives.
That was baritone Chris Gonzalez in See the Raging Flames Arise from Georg Friedrich Handel's Joshua and Hugo Wolf's Febogenheit. He performed both works for the first international youth opera festival and competition mounted by New Opera Singapore, where Gonzalez finished second runner-up. Earlier, we heard him with the Ateneo de Manila College Glee Club, the Manila Baroque Ensemble and organist Armando Salarza, in He is das Rechte Ostelam, from Johann Sebastian Bach's Christ Lagen Todesbanden, BWV4, from the ACGC's 2021 concert, For the Way Ahead. You can find more performances by today's guest, baritone Chris Gonzalez, on his YouTube channel. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday 12 noon, the following Monday, 12 midnight, and lastly the following Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.